The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Welcome, everyone. We're Brothers on Law, and I'm Larry Mandel. I'm Rob Mandel. We're so happy to be back. And a shout-out to Debbie, the mortgage mom. Yes, Debbie is the best. Yeah, she's good. Hey, you know what? Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today, Larry, and get right into this, because I keep getting people who, you know, we represent very seriously injured people, and I I keep getting folks telling me, you know, hey, man, I can't work. Uh, you know, what do I do in the, while my case is pending or what if I'm always, you know, disabled like this and, you know, I just can't uh, make ends meet. What the heck do I do? Yeah. And there's various avenues. If they're injured also on the job, there's workers comp disability, there's state disability, and there's also social security disability. Right. Right. And so I, I think we're very lucky to have with us today in our studio, someone who is uh, pretty darn well-versed right. in disability benefits. Welcome, right. Megan Detola. Well, right. thank you. She's right. the owner it's nice of, to be here. Good, good morning. And you're the owner of West Coast Disability Legal Center, and your specialty is Social Security Disability Law, right? Exactly. All so, right. We're so excited to have you here. So, yeah. so tell us, what is disability uh, law. What do you, what do you do? Social security disability law. Social security disability law? That's a good way to put it because okay. there's all different forms of disability and I social see. security has the toughest definition. Right. So it's basically you have to be impaired by physical or mental impairment or a combination of both for 12 months or more. I see. What if my brother's been mentally impaired for like a lot more than 12 months? I could have what gone do for him? him in a New and York minute. I got You know what? I got to tell you, Rob, it's hereditary. So I guess you're right. Uh, you're you're following right. me. Yeah. But now I think I would have been there already. And then so so you can't, when you apply for Social Security disability, you can't be able to work at any type of job that you normally do. Is that correct? Depends on your age. But typically, if you're under the age of 50, you have to prove you can't do any type of work. Right. Well, somebody old like my brother, what would that be? Just proven his past work and that he can't do transferable skills to other work. I see. And so like, it's more of a, it's, this kicks in when you're, you're done. You're permanently disabled. Basically. All right. So how does it differ from state disability? State disability is easy to get. The doctor signs a form. You get it up to a year. You just have to be able to show you can't do your current work. Social security is more long term and you have to preclude a lot more different types of occupations. So Megan, can you have them both coexist? You can, but there's generally an offset. So like if you apply for social security, you apply for state disability, what's going to happen if you get both? If combined, it's more than 80% of what your average earnings are, they're going to reduce one, Hmm. usually social security. So walk us through the process. Let's say somebody calls you up and says, 
I can't work. I was injured on the job. Well, actually, I can't work because I have some kind of uh, illness or disability. Not injured on the job. That, that's my other question, though. Can it coexist with workers' comp? How many questions are you going to throw up for me? Come on. <laughs> well, it's a great question, but that's it's. they're both considered public disabilities, so there is offsets with workers' comp. So you'll get it. Typically, workers' comp will tell the claimant to wait two years until they apply for Social Security because of the offsets. And is that true for state disability, too? Yes. You kind of want to you got to go through that process first. Well, what I tell people to do is get the state disability application in first because you have to apply within 49 days. There's no deadlines with Social Security, I but see. you don't want to wait for the state disability to run out because it's a long process to get Social Security. On average, it's about two and a half years to get to go through. Wow. See, I didn't know that the 49-day limit. How strange. 49 days, yeah, not 50 where they get, days. Isn't that Not odd? 30, yeah. not 60. Not what 48. is 49 days off? Maybe it's from the 49th state or something. It's tricky, <laughs> yeah. you know. I don't know. That's <laughs> where. So you have for state no, disability in California. We're talking about right. You have to do it within 49 days. Exactly of being off of work, and it can yeah. be hard to get your doctor to fill out the form in that amount of time. So sure. you kind of have to put a little pressure on your doctor to do it. All right. So I'm have an illness. Uh, I can't. I feel like I can't work, or I've injured myself. What's the? How does the process start? I call you up and go, Megan, help. Exactly. So for Social Security, the first thing you do is an initial application and you do all your filings online. It's important. If you do it by paper, it's going to sit in an office and not get right. touched. And the bottom line is 75% of the people are going to get denied. It's and why is the first go around? It's an insurance program. So, I mean, that's all Social Security disability is. It's an insurance program. Right. So, the, you know, the government doesn't really have the incentive to give out benefits. People who get granted, typically, it's pretty severe at their early stages, often close to terminal. Oh, my. Oh, gee. So they have cancer or yeah. heart disease or something like that. that. But aren't there some diseases that just automatically get it? Yes. Like What are those? Uh, like ALS is a common one, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, yeah. um, you know, anything that has, unfortunately, a limited life expectancy. Like oh, end-stage kidney disease is what I recall. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the reason that comes to your mind is you normally have to wait two years for Medicare if you get it, but there's two exceptions, and that's if you have Lou Gehrig's or if you have end-stage kidney disease. Oh, I see. You don't have to wait two years for the Medicare. Okay, well, so when you say fill out wouldn't online, wish it on anyone, though. No, really, Rob. <laughs> yeah. So you say fill it online. Do you do that for the people? I do. Most firms do not. Uh, most people have a policy they have to be denied once, but I find what you put in that initial application can haunt you. So I like to do the initial applications. I like to use my own wording. All right, so I filled out the application through your office, let's say. What's the waiting time? Four to nine months at the initial application level. What? Yeah. And why so is you, that? Because what happens is Social Security doesn't have the employees to work on the cases, so they contract with the state, who also administers state disability and unemployment. So the files get sent to the state, and they work them up at the lower levels. It's only in, at the hearing level that Social Security judges get involved. Otherwise, they just outfit it to the state. But is do it a state do, employee? Do, Sorry, Rob. Is it a state how many, employee? How many times do, I, do you get asked questions and I don't? Go ahead. Well, because <laughs> other shows this guy you just keeps hogging the air. Sorry, Go ahead. Rob. I learned it from you, by the way. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> probably. So I gave you that. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're brothers on law. Yeah. yeah. So, um, is it a state employee that's 
analyzing these applications? Yeah. A strange. A state employee. A state employee yeah. analyzes mm. it, and they use state doctors to help make the decision. Mm, and so people weird. often think, well, I got my state disability. This shouldn't be a, a problem, but it is. State's very easy to get. Social Security's much harder, so they look at it differently. Wow. Mm. Okay, Rob, you get to ask a question. I can't remember the question I had, but... <laughs> But no I mean, pressure. Do, do, do veterans have to go through this same process? That's they a good do. One. But what's interesting, if you have a wounded warrior status, they're supposed to flag it and go through it much quicker. They don't. They don't even know their own laws sometimes. So I'll call and I'll, yeah, I'll say, hey, I asked That's you to crazy. flag it. My client's a wounded warrior. And they're like, what are you talking about? So often you have to get the managers at the local offices involved because they're not aware of all the different laws. Like even those severe conditions you're talking about, they're called compassionate allowance conditions where it's supposed to go through a quicker process. They don't know what's on their list and not on. So I have to flag it. Is it a separate uh, program for veterans versus the person who's a non-veteran? No. It's the uh, same process. So that's crazy. Oh, and, and, and that's you know, it, it's still indicative of this systemic problem we have in this country where we don't take care of people who are very sick, disabled, who need the help. And I mean, I mean, if you're disabled, you're not working, you're ill, you're going to wait how long to get two and a half years? Two and a half years could, on average. Well, what do you do in that two and a half year period? Do you become Just homeless? sit on the street? Well, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Go downtown LA. I very think it worried the about question. this. Yeah, because that's what oh. you see, the increase in homelessness. And, you know, oh. that's a lot to do with it. Often a huge variety of mental illnesses. And why do we have money for golf? I mean, maybe we're not go there. You but, better not go there. <laughs> you why do we have money to there. bomb people? <laughs> And build very sophisticated weaponry and things like that. But we don't have money just to even do the administrative work. It sounds like we got the benefits, but they don't they don't have the, the personnel to go through the applications. They don't. And the right. bottom line is, like, to give Social Security their credit, they're overworked and they're understaffed. So the frustration at the individual offices, there are a lot of good people at these agencies, but if you're assigned 400 cases to work on, what's oh, your yeah. life going to be like? That is oh, crazy. Yeah. You know? And does PTSD qualify for so, uh, uh, disability? It does, but it's got to be to a marked or extreme degree. Where you and can't work. It, right. PTSD meaning post-traumatic stress disorder. Exactly. Which a lot of veterans have, exactly. among others. And the problem with that, too, is a lot of times when you have PTSD, it takes a while to get help through the VA. And also, people are reluctant to admit mental illness. Um, sure. So a lot of the veterans kind of get lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. Oh, my. Any ideas on how to improve this program? Money. I, I have a ton. Exactly, money. Um, one thing, there's a new commissioner. One thing they're going to do is make it more technologically savvy. I mean, that's going to be helpful. Yeah. The problem is right now, they're really more into how do we cut costs. Right. So it's, you know, they're not looking at how to improve it from the, well, we can add more employees. There is a proposal to add 1,100 more employees. Whether they get the budget for that, we'll see. But there's also a lot of cost-cutting measures taking place right now. So a doctor has to sign off saying that the person cannot work at all, correct? For state disability, they have to fill out a form. 
For Social Security, the doctors do not fill out forms, but the reality is you need letters of support or what are called residual functional capacity assessments. You probably use them in your line of work of what a person can and cannot do. Right. But it's harder and harder to get doctors to make these statements. Why is that? I think for a couple reasons. I think, number one, time constraints. You know, doctors are there to treat. They're not there to do paperwork. Secondly, I think they're often afraid to open themselves up to liability. I mean, making a statement that their patient is disabled. What if that doctor did a back surgery on the individual? And they're getting fearful that maybe the patient's going to claim that the surgery was the disabling factor. So oh I, you, you get a lot of people not wanting to make a statement on the record. I We've see. never done that, have we? No. We've never brought a case like that. That's no. crazy. But, you know, I, I back in the day, I've handled some Social Security cases and state disability. And I remember the judge saying that my client could still sweep using a broom could sweep yeah. a broom in there. Uh, you're not, you can still be employable. He, he can still get out of bed and go to the bathroom. Therefore, right. and, he's employable. And take the broom. Is, yeah, take the broom with that, you. It's yeah. true. What I always tell my clients, because with other areas of law, I'll get attorneys calling saying, hey, my client can't do their past job. But I'm like, can you preclude Walmart greeter or ticket taker in a movie theater? Like those are still jobs for someone who's under 50. You have to preclude that work. To when get it's social over security? 50, it's different, yeah. Uh, disability? Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's very difficult. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. Now, uh, Megan, what's the difference between disability and uh, Social Security income? So Social Security is a retirement program. That's originally how it started. It expanded to disability years later. So Social Security, full retirement age is 66 for most people now. You can take Social Security at 62. Disability is if you become disabled before your retirement age. So once you're at retirement age, you cannot apply for Social Security disability. It's a pre-full retirement benefit. I see. I see. I didn't know that. Well, if you think about it, they just want to give you be giving you double benefits. Yeah, makes exactly. sense. Right? Yeah. What does you're either happen? retired or you're disabled. If you are on benefits, when you hit retirement age, you'll keep whatever rate is higher, but for statistical purposes, they're going to start calling it retirement. They like the term retirement more than disability. So what does SSI mean then? SSI is Supplemental Security Income. So it's a needs-based program. It's it's more like federal welfare. So you don't have to have paid into the system or anything like that. You don't need your credits of working to qualify. So like most of my SSI cases are children. you know, someone who's on the autism spectrum or um, a child with Down syndrome, individuals who generally it's going to be difficult for them to work at any time in their life. I see. And is there a maximum that's a payout on that? It is. And it changes every year. It's just about $1,000 with the state supplement. But like if you're living in someone's house rent free, they're going to reduce it by one third. They look at any income you're being given. So like even in-kind gifts, like if you're helping out a family member who qualifies for SSI, giving them some money, it can preclude you from the program. So you really have to open your books up to the government for that to see what you're bringing in from people, even if it's in-kind gifts. I see. And do you handle those cases too? We do. 
So you've handled, uh, according to your bio, about 2,000 of these hearings. Yes. And so can and that's a lot. It's a ton. Oh, can yeah. You, can you tell us, give us a, an example or, or two of ones that you just thought were crazy situations and, and you had a rough time getting the benefits or something like that. But you prevailed. One of my favorite cases, because it involves a, a veteran, and what had happened is this guy, you know, he's homicidal and suicidal. Um, in fact, he couldn't have mail delivered to his home anymore because he was going after the U.S. postal carrier. From so, PTSD? From or PTSD. I mean, attacking I mean, him? Yeah, attacking him. He also had booby-trapped his whole house. Oh, my. So but no one could come he's in. He's over the top. He's they, over the edge. They sent him for an evaluation, and they asked this question on the mental health evaluations. And they, they always ask, what's the similarity between an apple and an orange? And he had said, you can throw those at people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they passed him. They, they said that was an acceptable answer. Really? We had to take it all to the hearing. And, wow. you know, the judge understood. I was like, really, do you think this is safe for him or for society for him to be sent to a workplace? They gave him benefits. But it was embarrassing factor God, for Social crazy. Security that they're saying that this guy was fit that, to work. That is sad. It, you know what it reminds yeah. me of is the definition of insanity for a criminal charge. Yeah. You know, you have to think that you're... Uh, massaging a, a a chicken when you're choking someone, or you know, you have to not even know that you're actually choking someone to be insane. It's, it's, I don't know. And, that sounds weird, Rob. Well, I'm just trying I'm to <laughs> choke, kind of choke the chicken. Is that what you're saying? I don't easy. get it, Rob. Easy, easy, boy. But, but, I can file today. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, the guy. The guy's clearly over the over the edge. Yeah. The, the postman can't even come to the mailman can't come to the doors like he's a wild dog, and mm. uh, but they think okay, he can still throw an apple and an orange, so therefore he must be sane. Oh no, that's that's madness now, right there. And people, I think, have to understand that the, you're not entitled in in our world. We handle the personal injury cases, and we are entitled to have a jury trial. In this context. That's not true, correct? Exactly. Basically, I'm facing a representative of Social Security. So the judge is hired by Social Security, and it's supposed to be, you know, a non-adversarial, non-aggressive process. But in reality, you can imagine how it is. I'm not paying the judge's bills. <laughs> so yeah. it's a question of sometimes biasy. But I will say for the most part, like, I think the judges do the best they can. I'd say 90% of the judges are really just trying to get it right. They yeah. have a conscience. Yeah, they do. And, and they're inundated too, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're saying, they're told to get their numbers up, to get through as many cases as they can. They're seeing 15 or 20 cases a week. How long is a hearing that you would attend to try to establish Depends on yeah. the judge. It can be as quick as 15 minutes. It can be as long as 90 minutes. Boy, 15 minutes to decide your, your fate. fate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those are That's usually crazy. the judges who have done like a lot of review before. So I usually appreciate those judges because they know what exactly they want to go over. And I brief my cases, which it's not formal law, so you don't normally submit a brief. I'm more comfortable with saying to the judge, this is where I'm going. So this is what I'm arguing. Let's go from here. So the judges will sometimes just kind of cut to the point for me. Which That's I why it's so important to have somebody that knows their the subject well in advocating on behalf of these people. And, and what's Absolutely. the attraction to you? I mean, because this sounds like really tough, gritty, uh, paper-loaded work. I, and 
My background is generally in public interest. Like when I got out of school, I had my background was in advertising and I went to work for a big agency. And I remember just sitting there one day and I was at a photo shoot for dogs and they okay. started putting eyeliner on the dog. And I was like, <laughs> what have I done with my life? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, that from that then sent me off to law school. And uh, okay. from there, like I did asylum law during law school, oh, which was nice. really depressing because oh. it was after 9-11. Yeah. So we weren't getting a whole lot of people asylum. And just from that, I knew I wanted to do, do a more public interest type of law. And I just kind of fell into it. I met a gentleman who did this. He was really tough, like really difficult. And I knew I could learn a lot from him because what I didn't have, I felt as a, a skill base for attorneys, I'm not naturally a very aggressive human being. He was like... Could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mad dog. So, yeah. And I was like, I need this guy to yeah. kind of teach me the ropes. And it worked, you know? Yeah. And, I made him a little softer, and he made me more aggressive. Right. And this was one of the top social security disability firms in the country? It was, yeah. I, I tried to do that for my brother, you know. Yeah, oh, I, I tried to make him just a little <laughs> tougher because the guy's just too nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a good thing, I think. I'm fair and honest you, you and just. And all these that's types right. of laws, yeah. personal injury, social security, if you yeah. don't have empathy for people, you're in the wrong area of law. It's definitely an empathy-based yeah. kind of pursuit. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. So, all right. So you decided to become a lawyer. Was, were you inspired by any like you know TV shows or movies or anything like that? No, as a kid, I never really had looked at it. I'm, I love writing. My background's in journalism. And, you know, I still write a ton in law, as you know. But it was really, I just kind of fell into it because of a sense of ethics. I love that. Uh, Rob's sweet. background is in journalism, too. That's really? right. I was yeah. a reporter for six years. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but it was a lot of fun. So much fun. But the money was bad because I, mean, I was in print and it was it was rough to make a living. It know? is. It's and a it difficult long hours. And yeah. Now yeah, we're in the world of blogging. Now you can go back. I guess. I don't think people make any money now. I mean, I, the, the L.A. Times has dwindled down to like a little, you know, sheet, even though the reporting in the, the Times these days is amazing. It's just a blow mind. It really is. It is. Yeah. So, so it, how can our listeners find you, Megan? I'm in Long Beach. I handle cases all through California, but I've got a website, which is www.westcoastdisability.com. And if you just look me up online, you can just Google my company name, which is West Coast Disability Legal Center, and I come right up. Um, You know, I have people come to the office. I also travel to meet with people. I have a client yesterday who had a cardiac condition. So I drove to Irwindale because he should not be driving because he passes out. (laughs) So it's not a good idea for anyone. (laughs) So, so that's the kind of attorney when, I want. Whenever I go to Irwindale, I pass out too. But you, <laughs> well, you can get a beer. Yeah, they yeah. sell beer there. Right. I have a beer manufacturing so, company. They do? Uh, yeah. West Co- we should have mentioned that right up front. The we West should, Coast Disability Center. Yeah, legal, legal center. Legal center. West Coast 
Disability Legal Center. It's a mouthful. I named yeah. it. Wasn't thinking. Yeah, yeah no, no, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me actually, if you think about it, that will pop right up on Google. West Coast Legal Disability. If they put your if they put your name disability in there too, uh, it pop. So how do you spell your your name? So I'm Italian, so it's a tough one. Montalban. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Ditola. So it's M E G A N, and Ditola is D I T O L L A. And that's nice. pretty phonetic, if you ask me. And how about yeah. the phone number? 800-459-3017. And you can reach me directly at 103. I do my own intake. So I like talking to the claimants initially. Well, that's great. So, Megan, we want to thank you so much. Um, we're just going to talk about a few fun things that we like to do on the show. All right. And uh, we're going to do our fun fact of the day because producer Cam, she digs through all kinds of strange materials, and she's very good at this, and it's yeah. one of her her fortes. Yeah. And, and Megan, so, feel free to chime in if you want to. All right. Thank all you. Right. Okay. So here's here's the fun fact. Chime in on the. This is that's a kind of a pun on this one. Uh, did you know that it's impossible to hum? While holding your nose, I do it, Rob. I think I can hum while holding my nose. <laughs> That's a I fake hum. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> I'm trying it. All right, we're trying to hum while holding our noses, and only Rob can do it. Apparently. Oh, wait, wait, watch uh, this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I don't think you can do it. All right. Well, now let's let's uh, let's play another little game here yeah. called True or False. Okay. Um, there's uh, this, let me law. Read this law. Well, right, you can do it. Okay, I it may I or may it, not be on the book it. somewhere. In Wisconsin, the serving of margarine at a public eating place as a substitute for table butter is prohibited unless it is ordered by the customer. No margarine in Wisconsin. Yeah. No margarine for you. What do you think? I'm true going, I hope true, because no one should have margarine over butter. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, and especially in Wisconsin. About, yeah, the dairy state, right? Isn't it the dairy state? Yeah. They make cheese there and all that. So that is true. I don't think the I, Cam, Cam is saying it's true. Yeah, it's true. Okay. <laughs> you can face a fine up to five hundred dollars in that if you violate it. What? Just, yeah. yeah, three months behind bars if you serve margarine. Yeah, in Wisconsin, just don't ask for margarine. Make it simple. No, you you can ask for the margarine. It's oh. it's only if you don't ask that they get in trouble. I see. You okay. go in there and you say, "Listen, no butter for me. I want margarine." <laughs> I want that stuff that clogs your arteries even worse than butter. Oh, boy. So, We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. Yeah, all right. So let's listen. Let's see who's calling us. Hey, guys. I'm Annie from Shadow Hills. My dad is on Social Security. He's 75 years old, and it's really not enough for him to live on. He has to supplement his income and all that stuff. Anyway, he got hurt and broke his hip and now cannot work at all. Um, does he qualify for disability while in Social Security? And if so, how does he apply? Thanks so much, guys. Love your show. Bye. Annie's uh, dad is 75 years old. Right, right. And so, he's on Social Security. Yeah, right. So, Megan, what do you think about yeah. this situation? Does he qualify? No. It, he'll keep, he's on his retirement 
already, and he's past the age that he can apply for benefits. So if he's already getting Social Security, there's really nothing for him out there. Right. What people don't realize is Social Security was not meant to be an income replacement or a full replacement for retirement. It's a supplement, basically. So, so you're expected to live off your savings. It's just to help you along. Yeah, it's more of a safety net. It's a safety net. So you're, you know, so we, we hopefully you're not out on the street someplace. But you can work and get still get Social Security, right? You can. They have really strict rules about that with retirement. My dad did that. In fact, my dad was uh, he just passed away recently. He's oh, seventy two, and he worked up till seventy two, and you know he he took minimal draw from Social Security. The one rule is you do have to take your Medicare at 65. You have to contact them. But you can delay the actual economic retirement benefit as long as you want. Longer you delay it, the higher it's going to be for you. Right. And so many people do try to live on that Social Security. And that's just rough. I, I think we're terrible in this country about saving and planning for the future. We're the grasshoppers. We're not the ants, if you remember the Aesop fable. No. You don't remember <laughs> no. that? The grasshopper would just eat, 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 and never save anything. And the ant kept telling him, dude, you better put some aside for winter uh, or you're you're not going to be very happy. Sounds and like then, the turtle and the rabbit type kind of, of thing. Well, it's that's Aesop fable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know that's a race. It's an Aesop fable. Yes. Right. Well, I, I think it's about time we got to wrap it up, unfortunately, and yeah. say our goodbyes until next Saturday. So, again, we want to thank Megan Detola from West Coast... Dis- Disability Legal Center. You got right it. on, bro. Coming in and sharing her Saturday morning with us. And if you've missed any part of our show or you'd like to hear our previous shows, go to YouTube or brothersonlaw.com or you can listen to us on iTunes and Podbean. Okay, we want to thank you for listening. And if you have a legal question or a show topic, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Message us on Instagram or Facebook at Brothers on Law. Mm-hmm. If you have a legal matter and you need representation, for, call us for a free consultation at 818-886-6600. And what's that number again? 818-886-6600. And tell us that you heard us on Go Country 105. And we look forward to being here next week on Saturday at 8 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember... Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.